You know what I saw the other day? I saw uh, a man uh, in public eating ice cream. But he had a beard. And yeah, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but when you see a grown man in public licking an ice cream cone, I mean, you know, I just feel like once you're past the age of 12, you just really need to throw that into a cup, you know, use that tiny little spoon. I know it looks goofy, but damn, eating an ice cream cone, man, you're a grown man, bro. What are you doing? <sighs> man. And I just see his beard just grazing against the side of the ice cream cone, too, you know. He had a little bit of ice cream on the side of his mouth. It was just, ugh. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, to all three of you watching this podcast, welcome. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I would say the first show, well, the first episode, but... Uh, honestly, this is more like the second episode. Um, the reason why it's the second, I, I didn't upload the first one because I thought to myself, uh, you know, the audio was a little bit off. Uh, there was quite a little bit of uh, lip smacking. I didn't like that, especially when you put on headphones. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the things that sucks about making a podcast. You know, you have to listen to the sound of your own voice all the time. But yeah, you know, I promise, uh, well, at least I have promised that uh, this episode is going to be a little less lip-smacking, you know what I mean? And I also felt like my voice was a little bit too high as well. It's a good thing that I'm all beat up from uh, training. I have a little bit more of a relaxed vibe now, now that my muscles are fucking aching. God damn. If anyone is listening out there and you're a masseuse or, you know, you know how to massage, can you just hit me up? Because, oh, damn, I got this knot in my thigh. I just can't get rid of it. Been there for two weeks now. So, yeah, welcome. I am your host, Jericho Flamingo Robinson. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I have enough time, but maybe... During the podcast, I'll tell you how I got the name Flamingo. It's on uh, the list anyways. And that's the first thing that I lacked when I when I first did episode one. Which, um, episode one, I'm just going to bury. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong in episode one. You know, the audio wasn't really up to date. There was a lot of scratching. You could hear wind. You could hear background noises. You know, my sister was downstairs uh, watching TV uh it had it cut quite a few times because i had this crappy audio recording thing but you know whatever that's all in the past all in the past but yeah uh welcome jericho flamingo robinson that's me and uh this episode i'm not sure what i'll name it yet but i had a general idea about what i wanted to be about and it's about being an MMA fighter, really. I thought, you know, since uh, since I am an aspiring MMA fighter, an upcoming MMA fighter, I train hard. I train, what, five to seven days a week. Uh, very few rests. I thought to myself, you know what? Yeah, this would be a great way to open up the show as a whole. And, yeah, damn, I, I'm just... 
I don't know if you can hear it really, but damn, just the, the, the jazz playing in the background. I'm loving it. I don't know if I'll keep it. I'll see. I'll see what I think about it. But I don't feel like it's interrupting the show a little too much. And I also feel like, you know, it's breaking up the awkward pauses a little bit. But yeah. So you want to be an MMA fighter. I made a, a, a five, well, a top five list. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll explore it um, in this episode. I ramble quite a bit, so I hope that I can get it all done, you know, the space of 30, 40 minutes, but, yeah, top five things I've now learned about MMA, number one is just the different walks of life that actually do MMA, I mean, whether you're tall, short, black, white, you know, whether you're Muslim or Christian, whether you're young or old, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I remember the first time I walked into, uh, because I was preparing for a fight, the fight was supposed to happen tomorrow, actually, at the time of this recording, 21st of August, which I'll talk more about because the fight actually got canceled, but, you know, that that's on the list. It's on the list. Uh, in terms of being a fighter, you, canceled fights is something that you're going to have to deal with quite a bit, uh, if you're competing anyways. But the reason I put this as, as uh, number one, and this list is in no particular order really, but the reason why I put this as the first bullet point is because it's just very important for people to realize that fighting is in our DNA. I mean, the reason why everyone is alive right now is because at some point your ancestor was the baddest, most ruthless, most adaptable, most durable thing in its area so to speak it was you were just tough everyone has an innate ability to fight and this brings me back to the first time i stepped into this gym i don't know if they'll want me to mention the names so i won't mention names i won't go around mentioning names um throughout this list because there's a couple of things that i'm gonna talk about as well uh, the good and the bad of being an mma fighter of what i've realized so far anyways is that I, I walked in the gym and the first thing I see is this this old lady hitting the heavy bag and you know she she looked about what maybe 50 55 and and just it sounded like it sounded like pistol shots when I first walked in I was like man it, you know she had perfect boxing stance and everything you know she was doing the rotations as well she was just wailing on that heavy bag and made me feel bad cuz my my boxing is not that good honestly, uh, which is why I've joined with uh, the gym that I'm currently at. Again, I won't name uh, the name of the gym. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll want me to. So, you know, I'll just I'll just keep it at that. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing boxing. I'm doing Muay Thai right now and Jiu Jitsu. Those are the three martial arts uh, that I'm really, really focusing in on. Just to sharpen up my game a little bit. I did wrestling, of course. I've grown up with wrestling. Um, more Greco-Roman style. So for those of you who are new to martial arts, Greco-Roman style is uh, a form of wrestling that mostly focuses on the upper body. The different forms of wrestling, like there's a Russian, uh, well, a very popular Russian variation of wrestling called Sambo. I think they're 
mostly upper body as well. Uh, more hand fighting, so trying to grab each other's necks and so on. That's the type of style that I did. And now I've been focusing more on shoot wrestling. Just to round my game out, make myself a more well-rounded uh, martial artist. But yeah, shoot wrestling is when you start going for the legs and you start going for... Um, damn, I don't know how to... I don't know how to describe it to people who don't... Okay, it's like um, rugby. Rugby, that's a good example. It's like rugby. If you've seen, the, what is it called? The Ring of Steel or something or the Ring of Iron where they wrap their hands around the, the legs or the waist or however they do it and then they, you know, tackle someone to the ground. That's pretty much what it is. Although a little bit more complicated uh, than that, but... Yeah, that's, that's basically it. So yeah, I've been doing more shoot wrestling. Uh, mixing it in with my Greco-Roman wrestling. And I also have a karate base as well. So karate is actually where I got my nickname. Flamingo. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, part of the story. that there's, there's two reasons why they call me Flamingo. Or they called me Flamingo anyways. The first one was because I had a tendency uh, to throw more kicks than punches. So my kicks are pretty on point. I did karate slash taekwondo. We did kyokushin karate, which is a very, you know, ruthless form of karate. Um, yeah, yeah, and I got it from my drunken karate sensei, Sensei Seth. He called me Flamingo uh, because I couldn't really... I'd, I'd, Yep, okay, all right. I think the audio cut a little bit. Um, accidentally set the audio cap at uh, something low, something stupid, but damn. I I'm telling you guys, man, running a podcast is a lot more difficult than you may think. I mean, it's not just talking into a microphone. Like, never mind the microphone. You need to get something high quality, and then, you know... Uh, damn, I mean, don't even get me started about RSS codes, man. I had to read for an hour straight just to be able to know how to get onto Spotify. They do not make it easy, but yeah, shit. I fuck, I forgot where I left off. Um, yeah, yeah, anyways, um, different styles of karate. I did taekwondo, I throw more kicks than punches. I think that's it. Oh, so just into the seat. Very comfortable, man. I like this. You know, I want to be able to sit here for long periods of time and really just talk things through. But yeah, you know, and if I'm lisping, you know, that's my bad. I I got a cut from in my mouth in the roof of my mouth from boxing yesterday. That wasn't fun. Uh, not not the cut. I don't mind the cut. It's the boxing that I don't like. <laughs> No, nah, I'm joking, I'm joking. If, if Coach Harks is listening to this, I love boxing. I love boxing. It's my favorite, it's my favorite thing to do. I love it with, with a passion. Except for the part where I get punched in the face and I can't do anything about it, but you know. But yeah, that brings me to the second point uh, out of five is just how much competitive MMA hurts. It hurts a lot. A lot, a lot. And the reason I'm saying competitive MMA is because, you know, with, with competitive MMA, you're using your body to compete at some pretty 
some some higher higher levels than if you were just to do any sort of martial art at in your own time or at your own pace so that old lady who was hitting the heavy bag you know she's having a lot more fun doing that because that's what she wants to do she just wants to hit the heavy bag get in that good cardio because boxing it can be very very good cardio you don't have to hit anyone no one has to hit you you know just shadow boxing alone i mean try it just two minutes shadow boxing punching the air with good form you'll get yourself a better uh cardio workout than if you were to go out on runs me personally because i'm competing in mma i don't tend to like to do i don't like jogging on concrete i think in the long term because i want to be doing this when i'm 60 70 80 uh, not necessarily competing because you know in terms of competition, I'll probably be done when I'm 40, maybe, because that's how it tends to go for heavyweights or light heavyweights. We tend to have a long lifespan, but yeah, 35, 40, I guess I'll be done. But then in terms of just doing it, like that old lady, you know, she, she looked 50, 60, genuinely, and she looked like she was in good shape. You know, in order for you to do any sort of martial art or any sort of activity, you need some good joints. I don't want to ruin my joints on concrete. I don't. Every time I see someone running on concrete, it just it makes me cringe because I'm like, ugh, that that impact of the ground against your joints. I mean, protect your joints. Come on, you can do runs on grass. That's fine, but I don't, especially for shin conditioning and stuff like that. But you know, I'm I'm getting a little too carried away. There's a lot to talk about. And listen, listen, I guarantee you, if you stay with me. On the Flamingo Show, alright? Not just episode one. Not just episode one, because what you're getting right now is rudimentary knowledge. I guarantee you, if you stay with me, you'll learn at least a couple of the basics of martial arts. Because that's kind of one of the points of my podcast. One of the reasons that I made it is just to inform at least the people around me about what martial arts is. Martial arts is not violence. Nor is it this like goofy, hiya sort of action stuff that you see in movies. It, it, it can be. But it's not, it's a form. I know this is going to sound pretentious. All right. So just, just, just shush. All right. But it's a form of physical expression. It's just like gymnastics. It's just like, it's just like, it's art. That's why they call it martial arts, you know, not martial violence. Violence is a different breed. That's your street fights, that's your gang fights, and, and so on. Um, usually coming from a place of insecurity, but martial arts is different in that aspect. It's, it's two competitors, two athletes in a cage, or in a ring, or in the octagon, or on the canvas, on the mat, trying to dominate the canvas with their own expression trying to paint out their own style from all of the basics that they've learned from different martial arts so with me i do mixed martial arts and people don't know well quite a few people don't really know what that means but what mma is is pretty much what conor mcgregor does it that's the best way to explain it to newcomers um 
which sucks because I thought, you know, the sport has gone beyond Conor McGregor, but evidently, you know, he's the most famous guy out there. But anyways, you know, martial arts is, uh, it's a mix of martial arts, MMA, mixed martial arts. And what it is, is it's boxing, Muay Thai, Jeet Kune Do, of course you have things like Wing Chun and stuff like that, that's debated in the community and all that, but you have Aikido, <laughs> And uh, l listen, let me just say, all right, Aikido, what kind of a martial art revolves itself around holding a grown man's... <laughs> what kind of a martial art revolves around holding another man's wrist like that, man? Like, uh, <laughs> all you're doing is just holding each other's hands and stuff, you know, trying to go for, like, ankle picks or something. You're trying to go for some half... Just, just do jujitsu. Just do jiu-jitsu, because that's pretty much what Aikido is. Aikido, for those of you who don't know, don't even bother Googling this. It's not worth the time, in my opinion. What Aikido is, and take it from me, Aikido is just jiu-jitsu standing up with 50% of the power. That's what it is. And unfortunately, not many people know what jiu-jitsu is. Jiu-jitsu, or Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or jujutsu, if you're Japanese, it's all the same thing, just different ways of saying it. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a submission and grappling martial art. So what it is, is that you're, cl you're as close to your opponent as possible. You're hugging each other, basically. And then it's what you do when you're on the ground. It has a little bit of Judo, a little bit of wrestling thrown in as well when you're stood up. But when you're on the ground, that's where Jiu-Jitsu becomes a different breed. It's about, you know, um, what can I say? arm bars, there's uh, guillotines, rear naked chokes, there's uh, the bow and arrow if you have a gi, and a gi is, um, you know that karate uniform that they wear in in the movies, the one that looks like a jumpsuit, and then they go, hiya, and they're all in that like white sort of uniform thing, that's what a gi is, for anyone who doesn't know what a gi is, but yeah, um, that's pretty much jujitsu, and I'd I, I told my sister this as well. I told both of my sisters this. Um, and, oh, fuck. Well, okay, uh, there, you, there you go. I have uh, two sisters. Now you know. I probably just doxed my family, but fuck it. Yeah, I have two sisters, and I gave them this advice for self-defense. In fact, I might call this segment self-defense for women. And it goes like this. Now, the first thing that you want to do is to learn boxing and jiu-jitsu. There are plenty of places, plenty of reputable places that can teach this stuff to you. Because, well, okay, this is going to sound counteractive to the boxing side. But as, as if you're going to be attacked in a street situation, it's likely to be a man. And let me tell you something. If you think that you're going to knock out a grown man with one punch or you're going to fend him off with any sort of good boxing, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's just not reality. That's where your jiu-jitsu comes in, because you may not be able to knock a grown man out, but what you can do is to choke a grown man out. You definitely can do that. That is very much possible. But then if you think that you're going to pull off a spinning back kick or something, you're going to do a 360 spinning heel kick or something, and then you're going to hit him on the side of the temple and he's just going to be on the floor... You're going to be there breakdancing, everyone's pouring champagne all over you. I, 
I really don't know what to say. Because this is the thing about people. People tend to have this sort of ego. where, And it's like this ego just has to be filled. And where people just... People overestimate just how dangerous they are. They overestimate how much they can do in a confrontation without training. Can you imagine if I just... Why would, would you ever walk into an exam without studying, first of all? Well, okay, I did a couple of times, especially during, you know, GCSEs and A-levels and stuff. But that's not the point. That's not the point. Would you realistically go into an, ex into an exam or an exam situation without ever studying, ever putting in the work, even a tiny little bit of work into studying what you just, what you're going to go into? You never go into stuff. I, and there's the thing about people. I heard this quote somewhere. And I think it was from one of my coaches that told me this. Uh, I think it was... I, I forgot who said it. But what they said was basically this. Human beings have a tendency to overestimate their ability to do two things. Two key things. Their ability to have sex. Good sex. And their ability to fight. And that, when he told me that, that just resonated with me. I just thought to myself, whoa. That, that is so goddamn true. It, the truth in that is just unbelievable. But let me tell you something, it's dangerous. It really is dangerous for you to go into a dangerous altercation like that without knowing what you're doing. You need training. If you've never thrown a punch in your life, why would you expect to do it now in a high-pressure situation? Are you really willing to take that gamble? I mean, if you are, fuck, I mean, you're crazier than I am. But that brings me to number three. The third thing that I've now learned in mixed martial arts or martial arts in general is that you're nothing special. You're nothing special. Uh, <laughs> man, let me tell you something, bro. I've never been more embarrassed, humiliated, ashamed of myself and my own ability. Cause I mean, I sort of had the same thing in karate. Uh, I definitely had the same thing in wrestling where I came in, I was kind of crap, but then I had some good natural talents or some good, some good, what can I say? Just, I could hold my own in a way. Not too much where my confidence would be stripped out, but not too much where I'm like a grandmaster level or anything. So as I went into karate, of course, I was a beginner, and then I sort of went up a level, and then I could hold my own against all the other people there. I was bigger and heavier than everyone else there anyways, so it made it easier. So for those of you who don't know, uh, currently... Uh, I'm a heavyweight fighter and heavyweights are pretty hard to come by especially good training partners who are heavyweights because they tend to hit hard I don't like that I, I tend to spar with featherweights lightweights I like that because it, it sort of pushes my cardio it pushes my endurance as well because those little motherfuckers can fucking bounce around and shit dance around you and uh, man it's so frustrating to fight them but it's a lot more rewarding than an emotional heavyweight Listen, 
let me tell you, because I was about to take a sip of water here. Let me put it down for a second. Let, let me tell you something. The last thing you want is to be sparring with an emotional heavyweight. And what I mean by emotional is that he gets into the training a little bit too much. He's a little too riled up, a little too hot under the collar. Maybe you tagged him a couple of times and then he just starts swinging. Because we have that natural power, you know, our the way our muscles connect to our bones and our bone density and our muscle mass and so on. We can accidentally knock each other out. I've seen it where a heavyweight accidentally knocked out another heavyweight. This was at the gym that I was at prior. Uh, he had to step off the mat. Uh, he had to take a... I think he got concussed. Um, it was that bad. And it was an accident, really. He just swung it, connected at the right time, hit the light switch on his chin. And that was it. And that's one of my concerns with, with fighting... Um, not with fighting heavyweights, but with definitely with training training with heavyweights i'm very cautious i like to pick my training partners carefully of course i don't mind if it's body shots because you know i always need to condition the body always you know never get caught soft <laughs> take that how you will you know what i mean but no no i mean soft around the midsection god damn <sighs> but yeah um where was i yeah you're nothing special uh, there was this sign that I saw in a jiu-jitsu gym that I went to a while back. Um, and it went like this. It said, leave your ego and your shoes off the mat. And I looked at that sign and I was like, oh, all right, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, I agree. But then that leave your ego out of it. I mean, like I said before, everyone has this sort of self-deluded image of what they can do in a dangerous situation or what they could do if they caught themselves in a dangerous situation um like a violent altercation maybe the other guy is a little bit drunk you know he's trying to pick a fight with you i mean for the men listening that happens pretty damn often maybe not uh, actually no yeah pretty often especially the bigger you are which is absolutely crazy. That Doesn't that just show the insecurity of some men? As I take a sip of water, just a minute. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Don't know if you heard that, but that's my big, um, you know, two liter jug of water. That's a, <laughs> I probably should have put that as a fourth point. One of the things about an MMA fighter is that you're constantly dehydrated constantly sweat you just can't get enough water you know i go to sleep feeling pretty all right i wake up and i'm just dehydrated as hell you know i'm drinking six to ten liters of water a day which some coaches have told me that's not a good thing because the water gets in your muscles and if you get bruised up it could inflame or it could uh what is it you could get lumps where bruises are supposed to form i don't know some scientific shit but I don't care, man. I'm thirsty, constantly thirsty. And now I'm doing a, you know, uh, I'm doing podcasts as well. On top of that, I mean, the dehydration hits you hard. It feels like I'm constantly in a desert. Oh man, the dry mouth. But um, yeah, yeah. What was I saying? <sighs> man, see, I told you at the beginning of the podcast I rambled. 
Uh, yeah, okay, I was on point number three, which is that you really are not anything special. You, you need to allow yourself to take a lot of beatings in the beginning. When you're a beginner in anything, you just suck. Now in karate, I worked really, really hard on my flexibility. In taekwondo, worked really, really hard on it, to the point where now I'm the most, I'm the, I have the best cardio. And not to sound big-headed or anything, which will be very difficult to pull off, but I have the best cardio, the best, and the best flexibility that I've seen from any heavyweight. I am the most flexible and most durable heavyweight that I know right now in terms of cardio. So durability and cardio. And that wasn't a mistake. That was intentional. I worked on it really, really hard because I was frustrated with how much I sucked at it. Uh, even though I had natural gifts like, you know, big frame, which is good for generating power, big legs, so, you know, really get someone with those leg kicks, you know, dense bones. It's it's like, it's raw material. It's kind of like, you can't count that as a house. You can't count a bunch of bricks and a bunch of concrete as a house. You actually have to build it up. Um, that's the analogy that I'm going to use anyways. I hope it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, just because you have all the building material doesn't mean that the house is finished. So yeah, what I'm doing is is finishing up the house and god damn. Yeah. I've, I can't believe that I actually I I pay a monthly subscription just to be told in the most violent physical manner that you're not good enough and that you still have more to learn. Oof, man, I mean, they're less expensive lessons if that's the case. But yeah, I mean, that's reason, well, that's uh, lesson number three that I got from MMA anyways. Uh, lesson number four out of five. Now, so far it's kind of been, you know, I've been keeping it sort of light, but this is something that I feel like, and, you know, I've had coaches who have said this, like, oh, you know, it's part of the fight game. It's the fight game or it's the hurt game. That's what it is. So, you know, it's, but... But reason number four rubs me the wrong way because that's the reason why I'm not fighting tomorrow. So right now, this podcast is, what, 20th of August. Tomorrow is the 21st. That's where my fight was meant to be. Um, and it sucks that I'm not able to fight because of reason number four, which is promoters and organizations can be assholes. You have to be careful if you're doing competitive MMA anyways. And this was just meant to be white collar, really. Like, nothing too crazy. But then, in cases like this, I mean, come on, man. Having to front out 300, 500 pounds just to be able to get a fight in. 300 to 500 pounds worth of tickets. Uh, I won't name the organization because, you know, I haven't named any names so far. And I don't want them to see this podcast and then do something about it. But maybe I'm just being paranoid. But, you know, just in case, you know, I'll keep all my bases covered. But yeah, it happened to my friend Mehdi as well. Mehdi, if you're listening, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. How many we, not only because they gave us um, the organization, 
leading up to this fight they gave us eight weeks of free training which by the way it's not free it just means that they don't charge you directly but even then they kind of did because they're asking us to sell a certain amount of tickets i won't name the number or i won't say the number of tickets that they wanted us to sell again for you know uh just in case they do hear this <laughs> not, <laughs> not saying that my podcast is gonna blow up or anything but you know i'm just trying to cover all my bases but yeah it's not really free then in that case in fact i have to pay to fight which i think is crazy because one of my philosophies of martial arts another reason why i decided to do mixed martial arts is for the freedom the freedom of expression and then freedom from barriers to entry because that's what makes martial arts different from any other sport i would say because in terms of sprinting swimming you do need to pay in order to do it you need to pay for the facilities you need to pay for recovery uh if you're lucky you might get a sponsor and blah 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 the list goes goes on even for stuff like tennis table tennis you have to pay for the bats the rackets whatever but with mma i thought okay you just pay for gloves and then you work and then you earn your merit and then you go up the merit ladder and then you get signed on to more and more fights like from boxing i already learned that promoters are dicks but this was just fucked i mean after because i've been training i haven't missed a week of training except for when i i, I caught the coronavirus though and I don't know if this is the podcast to mention it though, because I'm, <laughs> I feel we've already gone past the 30 minute mark. Uh, I'm timing myself pretty damn well, considering my script is just on an envelope, but man, not too bad. You know, I'm pacing myself pretty damn well, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, when I caught the coronavirus, that was the first time since December of 2020 that I missed seven days of training straight. And even then on day five, I threw myself out of my bed because it just finished me. It took away my cardio. You know, I couldn't really breathe well. I could breathe as long as I was lying down, yeah. But then in terms, I couldn't even really stand up. And then I went around back to the shed. In my shed, there's a heavy bag and there's loads of training equipment. I tried to hit the bag for three minutes straight. I, I swear to God, I almost passed out. It was just ugly. I mean, not not nearly as dangerous as i thought it would be the coronavirus but it definitely was it was stronger than i thought it was i'll admit it i'll admit it on the flamingo show right now i thought the coronavirus was just some little pussy joke i i thought it was just eh, if i were to get it i'll be able to beat it in like you know maybe a couple of hours or something but god damn and you know i think the reason why i i, I caught the coronavirus Oh, shit. Nah, nah, it was still recording. Fuck, I thought I logged out. But yeah, the reason why I caught the coronavirus, I think, is because um, of all the training that I was doing. So when you're training, you're sort of breaking down your body's immune system. And of course, you know, in order to do martial arts, you have to be around loads of different people. There's things like mats and then sessions and sessions going on all the time after your session. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> ah, got some uh, fluff caught in my throat, but pause. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my immune system was just weak. 
you know, after all that training, because I train five to seven days a week, definitely no less than five days a week. And back then I was just going hard, you know, I was doing, okay, this is roughly how my day went. And it's no wonder why my immune system was so weak as to take the coronavirus, because I'm very fit. I'm very, very fit, physically fit. I'm well conditioned fight wise. If, 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 if the unnamed organization wanted me to fight tomorrow on the 21st, I'd be ready. I'm always ready. And well, except not right now, because, you know, I'm still a little beat up from boxing. Um, I can already feel myself, you know. I can, You know when you can feel that something is not quite right with your body? I'm, I'm thinking that today I might actually skip jujitsu. Because when your body is fatigued like this, the last thing you want to do is to overexert yourself. That's how you get all sorts of injuries, you know. I don't want to come back with a toe that's facing the ceiling or anything. Like, you know, that's something I had to realize about MMA as well. Because I got myself injured quite a bit when I was doing boxing. So for those of you who don't know, I did a little bit of boxing. Um, back in, it was about a year ago. And uh, yeah, I got a pretty good record, a very good record. I got four knockouts and one TKO, so that puts it 5-0 and on my record. But back then, I'd constantly get punched in the face. I had zero head movement. I didn't have nearly as much cardio as I do now. And uh, yeah, it was just, I would constantly come back with headaches and stuff like that. After a while, I just didn't enjoy boxing. And that's sort of when I decided to make the transition into MMA. And this was about leading up to December anyways. And then when I made the transition, I sort of jumped in head first and stuff like that. But yeah, that's all a story for another time. But yeah, Ultra MMA, they actually canceled my event in July. So it was meant to be July 21st that I was supposed to have my fight. But then uh, they canceled it for whatever reason. I think they just put out coronavirus. And that's the that's the boogeyman right there. That's the boogeyman right there. Just blame everything on the coronavirus. I think it was for them to push ticket sales, personally. But yeah, they whatever whatever the reason, the fight got canceled. And uh, the the July fight got canceled. They moved it to August 21st. I already sold a pretty good amount of tickets uh, for the July fight. None of them were refunded. But then what the promoter said, uh, I'll just call him Tom. Tom is his real name, but I won't say his last name. But yeah, I felt like he had to be named because this guy is a fucking prick. Anyways, um, Tom then said, well, you're going to have to sell... X amount of tickets again for this new event and I said well what about the old event can't the tickets just transfer and then he said well since it's a new event we can't prove that the ticket sales aren't for the old event and what if they refund it and I said well that's not my problem because I already sold the amount of tickets it's not my problem that the fight got cancelled it's actually the organization's fault they should figure out the logistics there and I just felt like I was being uh excuse me someone's trying to call me god damn it i should really put this on airplane mode whenever i do this but hey listen we're learning we're learning all right 
we're learning. And honestly, I feel like this first, well, <laughs> technically third episode, it's going pretty damn well, if I should say so myself. So yeah, I felt like I was getting shafted in ticket sales, and I thought to myself, this this isn't my problem at all. And I was, I was so desperate at the time, just to be able to fight, that I was really willing to take out a loan. And I say that honestly, I was willing to take out a loan and buy the tickets myself, just so that I could fight. And this would be upwards of, what, 300, 500 pounds? Obviously, okay, nah. listen, I wasn't thinking clearly. But that was only for like an hour that I had that thought. And then after an hour, because I was sat in the room, obviously I wasn't happy because this is like, well, months of training. Pretty much gone down the drain. Like, what am I going to do now? There's no fight. I mean, you know, I, I, I felt like I was... I felt like, okay, what, what the fuck am I going to do now? But then I thought to myself, you know what? The reason why, one of the major reasons why I started doing MMA is for that freedom. Freedom from people telling me what to do. Telling me what I can or can't do. I love freedom. I love freedom because I believe that I'm a, I'm a perfectly reasonable adult uh, who knows what to do with himself. And I don't like to be pushed around by other people and other people's agendas. I, that rubs me the wrong way. And in that moment, you know, my spider senses were sort of going off. I thought to myself, you know, this guy's kind of a... Well, he was kind of a jerk. It was over text and over phone as well that we were communicating. And he just gave me the vibe of that, that he just didn't care. He really didn't have any vested interest in having me fight what his vested interest was in was more so on the money side so hey can you sell this amount of tickets and it was very obvious because he wanted me to sell more tickets than i actually had to because i already sold all the requisite tickets well what what the fuck was the problem now just because the event got cancelled in july has been moved to august now i have to sell more tickets it was unbelievable unbelievable and on top of that i had to raise a certain amount of money as well on the side it was getting ridiculous, like I could have easily paid, as well as equipment and money for transport, I could have easily paid £1,000 for a fight, if I made the ticket sales that he did, because he just kept moving the goalpost and moving the goalpost and moving it and moving it and moving it. As well as all my training equipment and stuff, that would have brought me up to £1,000 plus not even that, maybe a thousand two hundred sounds more like it, and that's not an exaggeration. And I thought to myself, you know what? There are places where I'll be able to fight, like maybe in gyms where I'll be able to challenge people if I have a good enough reputation. Not only that, but I thought to myself, you know, right now my ego is the one that's about to drive me into taking out a loan against a fight. Like, I wasn't thinking straight at all and so I, I hushed my ego and I thought to myself you know what if I'm to examine myself truthfully as a fighter I'm not there yet at all at all and it's it's um this new gym that I'm with 
that really made me realize that, especially when it comes to boxing and Muay Thai. Because I don't know if you know this, but Muay Thai, Muay Thai is, uh, you know, kicking, punching, elbows and knees. That's pretty much what it is. They have more of a marching stance where they have the arms up high. Um, karate is more that karate style that you see hands down, more like you're balancing on a tightrope sort of thing. And so as a result of that, the fighting style is different, the kicks are different, and I was feeling a little bit one-dimensional in my, in my approach to MMA. And with MMA, you're supposed to mix it together into your own style. So don't be one-dimensional. Be as creative and as uh, well-rounded as you can be as an opponent. Learn a little bit of boxing, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of jiu-jitsu, and then put it together into your own art. But all I had before I joined this gym really was karate, a good amount of MMA training and a good amount of MMA conditioning, uh, some good wrestling, but then, you know, learning how to really, well, for example, you know, conditioning your shins, constantly kicking a heavy bag, you know, constantly running, just that impact, hardening your shins and just, you know, breaking down the shin bone and having it calcify and just really sharpening that battle axe because it's called an axe you know because man for uh, people who don't know about leg kicks i mean god damn just get kicked in the leg get kicked in the leg by a normal person have you if you ever stepped off a scooter and then it just swings back around and hits you on the shin yeah now in <laughs> Now imagine a trained fighter who has been conditioning their legs to be harder than a scooter, kicking you there with everything that they got. That's a leg kick. That's a leg kick. It's damaging stuff, but that's the stuff that I had to learn. And these Muay Thai guys, I'm convinced that they're fucking psychopaths, man. Because what happened in karate is that whenever we would like smack shins together, it happened from time to time. Would stop and apologize. Maybe would rub our shins and shit. Uh, step off the mat. Just be like, oh man, that was crazy. Let's never do that again. But these Muay Thai guys, I mean, that's that's like 50% of their martial art. Hardened guys. Hardened guys. But I have the utmost respect for them. And boxers too, man. I have respect for them as well, you know. Especially the ones at this academy. I feel like, okay, this is a, this is a boxing philosophy that i can really get behind because one thing that i'll tell you about boxers is that overall maybe it's because that art has been around for longer but overall especially boxers in places like manchester and liverpool and stuff like that um they're kind of dicks to be honest like and i know this is like a sweeping generalization but this is what i've noticed the dickheads really a lot of them i mean a lot of them have hard sparring attitudes where they constantly spar they'll have a gum shield in and stuff and they just go at each other's heads trying to take each other's heads off and you should think about it like this uh, your head only has a certain amount of punches that it'll take before it starts going a little goofy or it starts going a little fuzzy it's called a, a punch ticket, or that's what I call it anyways. Let's say your brain only has a hundred punches before it starts to have negative effects like, you know, Alzheimer's or dementia or any sort of brain 
thing because getting hit in the head is not a good thing. You can you get concussed too many times, that'll fuck with you in old age. You don't want that. But yeah, I mean, you have a hundred punch tickets, let's say. Do you really want to be spending 50 of those in the gym? I mean, apart from having a long career, like, because by the time you get to your prime, I mean, your, your brain is just gone. You're not able to compete anymore. Would you really, would you really want that? Would you really want that? Oh, perfect. But I'm in the middle of a podcast. What? Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. You can go now. Thanks, bro. I'm going to turn Um. Yeah. Can you get buns? For sure. And then get some ketchup as well. Yeah, ketchup. Do? Yeah, I got big tubs. Oh. And then we have another bottle as well. Another bottle of ketchup? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 the big one. All right, yeah, okay, all right. Um, buns and can you get some blue top milk as well? Yeah. Like, none of the green shit, because the green shit actually sucks. Yeah. Yo, I had blue top milk. It tastes freaking good. Oh yeah, but then we need more because that's gonna finish in no time. Yeah, maybe. All right, get buns, and then that's about it. Cause I feel I'm making burgers. Yeah, I'm not going to jujitsu today, man. My body is too beat up. Man, the listeners must be fucked up. Like, yo, what the fuck is he talking about, man? Just skip to like you know the 50 minute mark or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See. Ya. Yep, uh, that was my sister, um, youngest sister. Uh, she was just asking me if I wanted something. She was going to town, but yeah, I mean, fuck, I don't know if that ruined the podcast or made it better. <laughs> Shit, coming up to the 50-minute mark. I completely forgot what I was talking about. I feel like I was spitting hot fire, but um, damn, I don't know. But anyways, I think it's about time I go on to the fifth and final thing that I've learned about MMA. MMA gyms and just everything mixed martial arts in general. Which is just the, the, the vast differences between individual coaches and their fight philosophies and gym atmospheres, gym attitudes and stuff like that is absolutely crazy. Because when I was training for my fight that uh, was meant to be tomorrow, you know, every time you'd come in late, you'd have to do, you know, 20 burpees instantly. And in the gym before that, my Kyokushin gym and my wrestling gyms, whenever you would late, whenever you were late, you'd get all sorts of different punishments. You'd get shark tanked, you'd have to do burpees, you'd have to do sprints, you'd have to do hard sparring, or you'd have to, there'd be some sort of punishment, conditioning. Of course, all of this stuff helped you, but it's not like you really wanted the punishment. I mean, you arrive, you're late, you're all flustered and shit, you're getting shouted at, especially my wrestling coach. He had, 
he was one of those military i think he was a green beret actually uh, a retired green beret and he was just this hard and crusty old man he was fucking rude and he just i don't know it's like he woke up pissed it's like he went to sleep pissed like you know those scary dreams that you have where something is chasing you i think in his nightmares it was actually the other way around <laughs> where he was chasing whatever the fuck was trying to chase him he was just and oh he hated being late he hated people being late he hated people being late he hated people being disrespectful which you know every coach sort of hates so that's sort of a given uh but he hated people talking when he was talking and you would just get punished for that he hated people not completing their sets and somehow i think his anger actually gave him a third eye or some shit or an eye in the back of his head because he would see whenever you try to cheat on your sets like okay how it works is we do all of our sets in unity as a brotherhood and so when it's like uh sit-ups or uh what can i say squats it's like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten at that exact pace and if you fall behind he had a way of just seeing it same thing with bear crawls as well bear crawls spider crawls he loved push-ups as well which i hate personally i prefer squats i like to work on my lower body a little bit more because my lower body i mean for someone who has such big muscle groups i mean my lower body is not you know it's, and this is what i was talking about you know i'm kind of glad that the fight got canceled i'm not a complete fighter yet and of course i have, i'm years off of being a, a, a off of being a complete fighter but I don't know. I feel like for me to recognize this this early on is kind of a blessing. You know what I mean? Like most people have to learn these things through hard lessons like getting knocked out, um getting seriously hurt, having to go the long way around to finding these answers. You know, I'm glad that I know where my weaknesses are. That way I don't waste time because that's one of the worst feelings ever. I I can only imagine. to feel like you've wasted time. Excuse me. <clears throat> ah, damn, this is just a influx of, of fluff coming out of nowhere. I haven't used this desk in a while, so yeah, I think it's kind of dusty on the bottom side, but Yeah, um I feel like one of the worst things ever is to is to be older or to have spent quite a lot of time believing that you were going in the right direction only to realize in hindsight that oh you know i just wasted a year of my life or i just wasted 2 years of my life you see this a lot with um you see this a lot with old people or older people they don't necessarily have to be old they don't necessarily have to be 50 or 60 or anything like that just talk to like a 26 year old who says oh no you know when i was 18 i wish i did mma it's heartbreaking it's really heartbreaking to hear cuz like i said in the in i think it was bullet point number 1 the very first bullet point is that you get all walks of life but the worst thing to see is you know a 26 year old guy with uh, two kids a wife who constantly nags him and you know he's thinking to himself damn 
you know, I wish I waited a little bit longer. Uh, did all of this MMA stuff, all this boxing stuff when I was younger. And just, in, and just fucking enjoyed myself. You know what I mean? Because once you have a wife and kids, that shit slows you down. Especially when you're young. You know, you're only 26. Or you're only 25. What business do you have having a family? You're not a complete man. You're a man. That's true. That much is true. You're a man. I think you're a man from the time that you start getting boners. That's what I think. From the time that you're like 12, 13, maybe even 14 at the most. That's when you're a man. Now, you're not a complete man. The older you become and the more you experience and the more you gain and the more money you make, the more you become a more complete man. Just like with martial arts, when you first start off, yeah, you're a martial artist, but you're only a white belt. And so as you go up the ranks and you stay in it longer and longer and longer, that's when you start to become, that's when you start to go on the road to becoming a black belt. So this example is sort of like a black belt in life if you know what I mean, or a red belt in life, where you're sort of the grandmaster in life. But that's only provided you do the right things. I mean, just because you're older doesn't mean that you're wiser. And it certainly doesn't mean that you're more accomplished. Because there are plenty, and this is the thing that terrifies me, to be honest with you, there are plenty of old guys or, or old men who have regrets. You know what I mean? Like, they just... They regret not doing... And I know hindsight is twenty twenty and all that stuff, but they just regret simple things, like not saying no, you know, which is an option that I feel that I exercised with, with this uh, promoter and this organization where I said no. I said, no, I'm not going to sell more tickets. I'm not going to be a guinea pig because that is powerful. The ability to say no is powerful. And when you have a wife and kids and, you know, you need to put food on the table, uh, your ability to say no is just quickly diminished. Quickly diminished. Your ability to say, your ability to have options will be better if you have a wife and kids and you're financially accomplished and you don't need to really worry about them that much. But when you're a 26-year-old trying to figure it out, trying to go with the flow of life, you haven't really, your brain is only partly developed. Because I think your brain only fully develops when you're like 25, 28, something like that. I think that's it. It's, it's something like between 25 and 28. I mean, <laughs> man, you, you got a family and your brain is only at like maybe 60% capacity. That's dangerous, in my opinion. I mean, if you really want to raise a good family, I think that as a man, you should be looking to have a wife and kids when you're like 35, 40. Maybe even 45 if I was to force it. But that sounds good, you know? That's when you have that salt and pepper beard. You have that experience, you know? You, you, If you've been doing the right things when you were younger, you then have all of that wealth or maybe financial stability for sure you own a house you own maybe a couple of businesses as well you have good financial sense you've been through all the pain 
you're physically fit so you know you got sort of that george clooney look maybe terry cruz look something like that but you just look like a more distinguished man i mean have you seen will smith when he was 22 compared to will smith when he's what 42 i mean will smith when he's 22 looks like an, an unfinished fetus it's crazy but anyways yeah yeah um I really need to end off the podcast here. I I don't know what I was doing, fooling myself into thinking, well, you know, I can just do a 30, 40 minute podcast, maybe 50 minutes at the most. Now we're up at what, the one hour mark? Shit. But yeah, uh, you know, there was my rambling. I told you I ramble a lot. I ramble a lot. Um, Damn, uh, I don't even know how I'm able to do it. I haven't been lisping that much. But I got a bunch of cuts inside my mouth, uh, cuts on my tongue, and that's from boxing. But hey, as long as I'm alive and I'm able to train, then I can't complain. But yeah, I mean, reason number, well, uh, lesson number five is just, just the, the freedom in martial arts. And that's all I can say. I think that's where I'll leave it, actually, because I have so many more episodes after this one to explore, and I don't know if you've been hearing it, but you know, I've been playing jazz in the background, fucking love, it just relaxes me, because I have a tendency to get loud, I have a pretty loud voice, and it's got bass to it as well, you know, I'm not trying to blow blow anyone's headphones up or anything, but yeah. I, I don't know if I'll keep the jazz music. I'm still debating it, but I'm loving it so far. You know, it keeps me concentrated. It stops me from rambling a little bit. Except for that point in the middle of the podcast where I sort of drifted off a little bit. I forgot what the fuck I was talking about, but hey. That's the Flamingo Show, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, oh, fuck. I, I'm enjoying myself with this, you know. Obviously, I'm going to have to listen to this podcast going back, which kind of sucks. I don't like the sound of that, but nah, I'll get over it. Ladies and gentlemen, to all three of you watching, this has been The Flamingo Show. And I have been your host, Jericho Flamingo Robinson. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.